Yeah, what's up guys? How's it going? Hello, hello, hello. We are live. What's shaking out there in podcast land? Who's listening? Who's out there? Hit me up. Let me know you're listening. Let me know you're engaged. Let me know you are on board with what we're doing here on Craft Conversations, where we craft a conversation with... Uh, influential, interesting, and fun people from around town, and we talk a little bit about craft beer, and sometimes it's just me, and I am your host, Brian Dales. Haven't said any of that stuff in a long time, and um, just thought it would be fun, <laughs> just thought it would be fun to say it. Um, but sitting up here, it's uh, Sunday night, I'll probably release this maybe in the morning, I might release it for the normal Tuesday, I'm not sure, but just been sitting up here paying some bills, because it's bill time. And um, since I was sitting up here in the studio and everything's just right here and I was on the, the computer already and had the, the TV on, I was watching some Iron Fist on Netflix, which I do not like, I'll be honest with you. I watch it because I love martial arts and I want to love this show and I like the fight scenes for the most part. They've definitely gotten better uh, in season two, <clears throat> but man, I just... And this isn't even in my notes. I'm just I'm just rambling because this is what I'm doing at the moment. Um, I'm looking at the screen right now. I'm on season two, episode three, uh, called the uh, This Deadly Secret is what episode three is called. But I just man, I just cannot get into these characters. The fucking Danny Rand, uh, the Iron Fist character, just irritates the hell out of me. God. Damn it, he is so freaking irritating. The guy cannot act to save his life. I don't know if that's what the character is supposed to be. I don't know if they're trying to be campy and uh, make him look as bad as he looks. But Jesus, clue this guy in on how to act. He's not on a soap opera. This is a a Marvel uh, TV series on Netflix. And all of them so far, the Daredevil, the Jessica Jones, the... um, the, uh, Oh, what are the other ones? Uh, Luke Cage and uh, The Punisher. Man, these are fantastic, fantastic shows. I mean, seemingly better than any Marvel movie that has come out of the theater because they've got more time to tell a story. they got more time to develop characters. they got more time to kind of figure things out. So, yeah, those shows are fantastic. But this Iron Fist... The story, eh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 up there. It's fairly good. It's okay, but the the characters, man, the drama, the the, I don't even know what to call it. These guys do not know how to act. Any of them? I mean, there's maybe a couple good characters on there that kind of hold their weight, but I swear they're doing it on purpose. I swear they're trying to make Danny Rand look like an asshole and look. Like he doesn't know what he's doing, so when they when they do the collaborations like they've done already, that uh, he looks kind of like the the shithead. So I think they're doing it on purpose, but I could be wrong. Taking a sip of beer. Hold on, I'll tell you about it. I'm drinking it out of a bottle, by the way. You know, I said it last time or a time or two before. I don't care if you don't like it. Uh, don't listen to the podcast <laughs> because uh, sometimes I'll drink straight out of the bottle. Sometimes I'll put it in a fancy glass. Um, I'll get to this eventually, but I'm not doing video, so you're not going to see anything anyway. But uh, Space Dust is what I'm drinking right now from the Elysian Brewing Company out of uh, Seattle, uh, Washington. It's an IPA. It's an American IPA. 8.2% ABV, 62 IBUs. Definitely uh, fairly bitter. On the bitterness scale for me, if I was going to bitter scale it from uh, zero to ten, I would probably put the Elysian on a seven. Let's put it. Let's give it a seven. Uh, Space Dust, a totally nubular IPA, great Western premium two row, combined with C15 and Dextra pills. Give this beer a bright and galactic Milky Way hue. The hopping is pure star glow energy with Chinook to bitter and late. Wait a minute. Let's see. The hopping is pure star glow energy with Chinook to bitter and late and dry additions of citrate and amarillo. 
Space dust is out of this world. There you go. And I believe it is. It's out of this world. It's unworldly. Otherworldly? Unworldly. Otherworldly. Could be either one, right? Because if it's unworldly, it's just not of this world. If it's otherworldly, it's of a sub... It's, it's, it's another world. So, could be either way. So, I'm good on that one. You can't correct me. And I appreciate you guys, you know... I get messages, I get uh, text, I get emails, whatever, kind of uh, correcting me and give me some uh, some guidance on some things that I've uh, maybe gotten incorrect, and um, that's much appreciated. So, <clears throat> um, as always, I, re- I really wasn't going to do this tonight, but uh, I was sitting up here, and like I said, the computer was just here, and I was already drinking a beer, and I had some notes written down um, that I was maybe going to do tomorrow night, but... Uh, I said, okay, well, I feel like I'm um, feel like I'm ready to say something. So turn the mic on, turn the headphones on, and here we are. Um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so um I don't even know. <laughs> I lost my total train of thought right there. I was gonna say something about why I was gonna do it tomorrow versus tonight. Um but you know Oh, I know why. Yeah, I'm why I'm doing it tonight versus tomorrow. Because tomorrow, I I just saw on Facebook that I guess we're doing a bottle share tomorrow at Homegrown Brewhouse. Yeah, Homegrown Brewhouse. That's at one seventeen South Main Street in Somerville, South Carolina. Go over there and get you a craft beer. We got forty of them on tap. We got some bottles and cans. But tomorrow. Uh, we're doing a bottle share. Um, I'm a member of a group called the Somerville Underground, which uh, Caleb Taylor created. Uh, well. Let me take that back. I don't know if he created it, but uh, he runs that. So I think it's his thing. I think he started a bottle share there at uh, Homegrown Brew House, 117 South Main Street. And uh, what we do is uh, all the members of the bottle of the uh, Somerville Underground bring a bottle to the bottle share, something that is maybe unique, uh, big, powerful, barrel-aged, great sour, uh, something you can't find around here, whatever, something aged, uh, you know, a few years back. You bring it in, you share it, and everybody does that. So we might have four people show up. We might have 16 people show up. Everybody brings a bottle. We split that between whoever is there and just sit around and drink and talk about the beers that everybody brought. And then at the end, we decide who uh, the best beer was, who the winner was. Nobody gets prize or anything. You just get bragging rights. And then normally we stack all the bottles and cans up on the bar. We take a picture and we post it. And that's the bottle share. So since we're doing that tomorrow, and there's also a Stein holding competition or Stein hoisting competition for Oktoberfest tomorrow, the second one that we put on. This is uh, for the Yingling uh, Oktoberfest release, so we're going to do a Stein heist, hoisting, heisting, hoisting, heisting, hoarding, holding, whatever, any of those words. We're going to do that tomorrow as well, so it's going to be a big night maybe, so I figured tomorrow night might not be the best time to do the podcast, because I may have a a few bottles, you know, we're going to share some stuff. Who knows what somebody's going to bring, and who knows how inebriated I may be, so... Forget why not do it tonight? You know, why not? Um, let's see what else we got here. What else do we have? I don't even know what we have. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about, right? So many things. Um, let me pull up my notes, which I normally do anyway. Notes, notes. Went to a concert the other night. Um, what night was it? Uh, today is Sunday. I think the concert was on Tuesday. Yeah. So went out there, had a band called Lucero. They've been doing it for uh, 20-something years, I guess. And they were playing at the Poor House over in West Ashley. Let me pull up Lucero and see what that's all about. Lucero Band. Went uh, all the way over. Went to Family Laurie's, or, or first off, went to Craft Conundrum, as a matter of fact. Went up there and saw Karen. Uh, Karen at Craft Conundrum, also with the Keto Dojo. So, and Richard, as a matter of fact, her husband, was over there as well. Always, both of them together, hit up Craft Conundrum and had a couple 
Do we have a couple? I think we just had two beers over there. I think I had two beers and um, the young lady I was with had one beer. So I uh, stopped in there just for a second. I just want to touch base with Karen, see how she was doing. Uh, talk to Richard a little bit. And, you know, since anytime over, over in West Ashley, I try and make a point to stop in. Just talk to those guys because they're great. And um, did that. And then went to... Uh, Fam's Brewing Company. It's really F- Fam Larry's Pizza and Brew Pub, I think, is what it's really supposed to be called. But they're trying to, you know, change it up and make themselves relevant and kind of separate themselves from the rest of the Fam Larry's. So it's Fam's Brewing Company. Um, I think maybe they're two separate things. I don't know, but stopped in there, had a had some wings and had some pepperoni rolls. Man, those pepperoni rolls, if you haven't had those guys, they're like crack, man. They are fantastic. Get over there and get you some of those guys. Uh, so we uh, shared a couple um, couple apps there, had some beer, some fantastic beer. Fans Brewing Company is always brewing some of the most uh, tasty beers around the low country, to be honest. I mean, if I had to list, you know, out of the 20 plus, 25 plus breweries that we have here in town, I would probably put them up there in my top five as far as uh, who's doing the best beer in town. You know, there's a lot of other things you can judge as far as uh, the atmosphere and the location and the the people and the food selection and the beer. It's a lot of stuff you could throw into the into the equation. But if you're just going to judge beer, I would put them in my top five here in the low country. So congratulations, guys over there at Fans Brewing Company. You're doing a great, fantastic job. So I like it a lot like it a lot so i was looking up luceros i went to a concert uh we went there after the fam's brewing company so luceros an american country punk rock band is what they call themselves country punk rock band you heard that correctly they're based out of uh, memphis tennessee uh it's been described as a synthesis of soul rock and country there you go they've released 11 albums and one live dvd so these guys are big, man. They've been out there for a while. They've been doing it for a long time. Like I said, I think it's 20 uh, plus years or so. Went out there and saw that show and man, was it out of this world. And actually it says right here. Uh, well, no, it doesn't say right there. I'm sorry. Back up, disregard uh, as you were. Went out there. The Poor House, man, it's one of the, the best venues, I think, in the low country as well for for live music, um, there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of stuff downtown, Ten Roof, you got uh, Coastal Coffee Roasters doing stuff, Homegrown Brew House even does music, Montro, you got uh, the Music Farm, uh, you got the Sparrow, I don't know, I could go on and on naming places, I haven't been to all of them, so I can't judge all of them, but from what I've been to, uh, the Wind Jammer out of Palms, uh, for the places that I've frequented, and I've seen uh, quite a few musical acts out there local and otherwise <clears throat> i would say that the poor house probably puts on one of the best shows out there i mean the the lighting is fantastic uh the ceiling is the right height for uh, to kind of capture the sound uh they got enough uh sound deadening stuff in there the acoustics fantastic um the bar staff is great they do a great job they got a pretty decent beer selection out there but if i'm just judging music alone and sound quality I would say Poor House is, is one of the best venues out there. So if you haven't been out to the Poor House, get yourself out there. Check it out. I'm going to make some notes, as always, so I can uh, make sure I tag some of these people and give them some props. And uh, uh, Poor House will be on that list. So, And if you haven't seen Lucero, man, get out and see Lucero. Those guys are, are oh, man, you talk about a show. These guys are fantastic, and they're funny. They're funny as well as entertaining, as well as musical, as well as uh, um, a fantastic lyrics. I mean, just the whole package, man. Lucero, if you haven't seen them, look them up on Facebook, look them up on the interwebs, and find out their tour schedule and go check them out. So that's all I can talk about, all I can say about the Lucero and the poorhouse.
which you know it's it's just honey honey it's just funny how a concert makes you feel you know i i love live music i you know we incorporated that into the show from the get-go and i'm, I'm gonna bring it back into the fold here shortly but i love live music man that's why i partnered up with the bummerville amphitheater because I just think uh, live music is where it's at, man, that you get so much of a feeling from a live concert. You, you, you can't buy a CD, you can't buy an 8-track, an album, you can't uh, have this great sound system at the house, you can't uh, have this booming system in your car and put a CD in. You're just not going to get the same feeling from any of that that you do from actually going to a live concert, from smelling the sweat and the, and the work from the, from the band up on the stage and the, the, the aromas and the smells and the uh, energy from the crowd that's out there just kind of bouncing and dancing with you and swaying left and right. Um, the cheers, the, uh, the request from the audience or from the, from the crowd, man, just, I can't describe it. It's, it's indescribable. If you haven't been to a live concert, Get out and find one of your bands that you like. Find some music that you like and look it up in your local area and find out where uh, some people are playing and who's playing and get out there and see some live music. I guarantee you that's going to be where it's at for you for the next uh, for the rest of your life. You're going to get out there and say, man, what have I been missing out here? There's a lot of great energy that I've been not getting from uh, just sitting in my car listening to a damn CD. Get out there and listen to some live music. Feel the energy of that crowd, of that band, of that space, of that lighting, of the, of, uh, there might be some smoke in there. There might be some smells from the kitchen, some, uh, uh, they're cooking some food over there. You got some beer spilling on the floor. You got some stickiness. You got some lights. You got some, uh, you got some fog kind of going up through the, through the blues and the reds and the greens and the yellows and all the stuff of the lighting that they have going on there. And you just get lost in, in this in this moment, and especially if you're sharing it with somebody. Oh, my God, it's the greatest feeling ever. Get out there, share a live music experience with your loved one, with a friend, with a family member, with a brother, sister, lover, whatever. But get out there and do it, man, because if you don't, you're missing out. You're missing out on some great energy and some love and uh, man, and, and speaking of love, just give these musicians some love. I mean, they're out there pouring their heart out. They're working hard for their money. They're traveling. They're they're working for pennies, man. And they're 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 artists, and they need to be respected and they need to be revered and uh, appreciated. So that's all I'm saying, guys. Get out there and enjoy some some live music and and take your your loved one with you because it's even better when you do that. And uh, that's what I did this past week. So, um, the poorhouse, Lucero, live music, share it with somebody. That's the message. So you know, I normally go to Kick and Chicken, right? I mean, I've talked about it plenty of times before. I try and go to Kick and Chicken after um, after my shift over there at Homegrown. And uh, I don't know where am I going with this story. So a couple of different things about Kick and Chicken, I guess. So. I left work last night. I worked a a double shift last night, about 13 hours, all on my feet. Never sat down once. You know, I'm not crying about it. I'm not, I don't think you need to feel sorry for me. It's what I choose to do, but uh, it's a long day. That's all I'm saying. Um, I had some sushi early in the day and then I uh, decided I was going to leave and go to uh, Kicking Chicken. Well, I had um, a big crowd coming in there last night, late. Um, It's pretty slow for the most part, most of the day and about seven thirty or so had a couple, uh, big groups come in and, and stayed for quite a while, a couple hours. And then we had the, uh, Somerville orchestra do a show down the street at the playhouse and they came in and I knew they were coming. So I was expecting them. They brought a big crowd in, um, huge night. A lot of people came in, man, it was busy. Um, I thought about calling in some help, but I said, nah, you got it. Uh, don't worry about it. And uh, took care of it myself, so served, uh, I don't know, there was probably 40 people in there at one point, um, and just me as a bartender, but got it taken care of, served these guys a lot of food, Uh, they all stayed uh, fairly late, so I was, uh, after closing time at 11 o'clock, I think I got out of there close to midnight, closed everything down, I said, okay, I'm going to go down and get me some food, so here's what I did, we'll come back to kicking chicken, but 
I rode down the street and um, it's a Saturday night. I've been there plenty of times. I knew they were open till like 2 a.m. in the morning. But I go down the street and I drive um, by the front of the building there and I saw like one car in the parking lot. Maybe two. There might have been two over there. And I said, man, there's nobody here. And I, I kind of looked at the windows as I drove by and I said, well, the, the bar um, stools aren't up on the bar, but the bar is empty. There's nobody in there. So I said, maybe they, they shut down early. Maybe they were so slow that uh, they just said, screw it, we're going to shut down. So uh, I drove by and I said, okay, I'm going to go down the road. Screw uh, kicking chicken. Um, not because I don't like them, but just because they, uh, you know, didn't look like they were open. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to, because I, I, I wanted some chicken wings is what I wanted. So I said, all right, I'm going to go down to um, Buffalo Wild Wings. They got chicken wings. I, I can deal with that. I mean, a chicken wing is a chicken wing. Some are better than others, but I was just trying to look for some, uh, some keto-friendly uh, meal late night. So I go by to... Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, drive by the front of the building, all the lights are off, no cars in the parking lot, place is uh, abandoned. Looks like uh, the zombie apocalypse over there. Let me take a drink here. Elysian, space dust. It's a really good beer. It's really good. It's uh, you know pretty heavy, 8.2%, 8, 8, uh, but I like it. I drink it quite often. It's uh, on tap quite a few places around town. Got it in a bottle right now. So, yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings is, it's a, it's a zombie land over there. Nothing's happening. I go over to uh, Two Keys Public House is, is right next door over there. So, I drive over that direction and say, okay, let's see, uh, you know, location number three. Parking lot is packed. I don't know what's going on over there, but there's a party. And I couldn't even find a parking space. I had to park like in the dirt under a tree somewhere in the back of the lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. So something's going on in here. I walk in the front door. There's a bouncer at the door. He's checked my ID. There's some rap music going on. People are bouncing up and down in there. It's pumping. Things are happening. It's packed. I told the guy, look, I'm only coming in if you got some food going on because I'm hungry. And he said, nah, man, the, the kitchen closed at noon. Uh, uh, not noon, midnight. Sorry, we can't get you any food. But guy was nice enough said hey but if you're looking for some food if you go back out you go down the road uh you go back out to 78 you take a right you go down on your left you're gonna see uh the celtic knot over there they uh they serve food over there late night so check that out all right brother thanks you thank you thanks you thank you that's what i was trying to say so i thanked him went on my way went down the street i pulled by and now it's like 12 15 uh, Twelve ten, somewhere around there. I pull by the Skeleton Knot. I've, I've gone by there many times in the daytime. I've never been in there uh, once since I lived here. Excuse me, Caleb from uh, Homegrown. He goes over there all the time and gets uh, the chicken wings, um, or he gets some. No, he, yeah, he orders them, go pick, picks them up. So <clears throat> I said, all right, they must have good chicken wings. I pull by. There's probably a good 20 or 30 people standing outside and, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes, vaping, whatever they're doing. And the door is open. I could look inside. I saw just tons of people on the inside. And I just wasn't feeling like dealing with that, man. I just drove on by. So I don't want to walk through all these people smoking. I'm not really um, into that tonight. I didn't want to smell all that cigarette smoke. And it looked so packed in there, I didn't want to go fight a crowd to try and get to a bar to try and make an order and wait on that order in front, and, you know, with all these people around, just kind of being crazy. I was just, I had a long day. I just wanted to relax. I just wanted to have some peace and quiet and uh, kind of be to myself and just eat some food, really. So I just wasn't having it. I drove by. I got back on Main, went back toward the house, and I said, okay, let me call, um, let me call Charleston Sports Pub, see what those guys are doing over there on the other side of uh, Somerville. <clears throat> Excuse me again. So I call those guys. I say, hey, you guys open? Yeah, we're open. You still serving food? No, we stopped serving food at midnight. I'm like, damn, what is it about midnight, man? It's it's Saturday. You know, serve food for people that are out late because places are open till 2 a.m. So I said, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to call Kicking Chicken because I swear they're supposed to be open. And I swear 
Um, I can go over there and get some chicken wings. So I, I look it up on on uh, on my phone. I make a phone call. Hey, what time are you guys closed? And are you still serving food? And they said, Oh, yes, sir. We're uh, we're still open. We're open for another forty five minutes, and we're still serving food for forty five minutes. I said, All right, I'll be right over there. I whipped the car around, went back up Main, pulled back into the parking lot, walked into kicking chicken. And I got my wings, so there we go. I should have just stopped there to begin with. I thought they were closed. They were not. I shouldn't have made that assumption. I should have used my brain and said, look, Brian, it's Saturday night. You've been over here um, numerous Saturday nights, and you know what time they close. But I don't know. For some reason, I just thought they closed early. I don't know what my uh, what my head was thinking that night or the other night. Last night. It was last night. The other night. So that's what I did. I went to kicking chicken. So it brings me back to, um, what does it bring me back to? I was talking about kicking chicken. So yeah, I went over the other night. So this was a, a few, uh, uh, I think it was Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Wednesday night. So I didn't work, I didn't work home that night. So I was out and about and I was doing stuff or whatever. I got hungry. I said, okay, I'm going to go over and get some sushi at this place called the Saki House over uh in the oak brook area of somerville so i go over to go to the sake house and while i'm driving past uh, this old building that used to be the triangle char bar and then it used to be uh caroline's country kitchen i noticed there was a ton of cars in the parking lot of the space and behind it so i said man these guys must have reopened and i knew that they were reopening as a uh kicking chicken I just didn't know when. I didn't know a timeline. I haven't been paying attention. I haven't driven by there much. So I pull up and yeah, lo and behold, it's a new, brand new kicking chicken over there. So, all right, forget sushi. I'm going to go and check this place out, see what's going on. Um, apparently they had did, a, they had did, they had done a soft opening on Monday this past week and Tuesday they officially opened so I was there on the second uh, day that they officially opened which was Wednesday and it's fantastic I mean I walked in and I remember the layout from uh, the two previous businesses who were there they changed the layout up slightly which was kind of refreshing it was kind of odd too I was like you know why did you need to change the uh, the layout it was kind of a good layout to begin with couldn't you seems like you spent money on on layout when you didn't need to but they made a few you know color upgrades and things like that which they probably needed to do but i didn't think they needed to change the layout of the of the um the uh the tables or the bar area or whatever and even if you walk into the bathroom i didn't go into the women's i don't know what it looked like so i don't know if it changed but the men's bathroom you go in and they uh they move the sink from one wall to another to a different wall and i'm like you didn't change anything else in this entire bathroom. What purpose was there to to move the sink from here to there? That had to cost you a couple hundred bucks just to move the sink. So I don't know what the reasoning was there. If uh, some inspector came in and said it needed to be moved, maybe there was a reason behind it. But they did a few things. Is all, is all I'm saying, guys. They they changed it up a little bit. So I can see the point. I guess. Let's give it a, a, a fresh look and a new look so people that have been here before come in and feel that it's a new space. I guess I could see that. So, uh, What else? New kicking chicken. So I've, I walk in. Every seat is filled. Uh, there's one seat at the bar. That seat is waiting for me. So I got lucky. Did I get lucky or was it just karma? Was it just the universe saying, hey... Welcome, Brian. Welcome to the new Kicking Chicken. We knew you were coming. I feel like that's the way it was. I feel like I was welcomed by the universe. Because, I mean, is there really any, any such thing as luck? I mean, I think we make our own luck, for sure, by the choices that we make. But then I think that there's a, a you know... I don't think there's a, a, a higher power out there. I don't think there's some dude in the sky that's watching out for me and that's uh, um, you know helping make helping me make life choices and and damning me if I don't make the right ones. 
Um, but I think there is an energy out there that is kind of leading us and our electricity. We have a certain energy and electricity within us that attract us to, to certain places, to certain beings, to certain things, to certain uh, instances, whatever. Um, and I think I was just, I was meant to be in that place at that time. And that chair was, was meant to be open for me. Um, am I right? Are you right? Who's right? I don't know who's right, but that's the way I feel. And I, you know, I feel like that happens, um, most times for me when I go places, uh, there's an opening. Is that because I'm open to the universe? Is that because I'm uh, positive and not negative? Is that, is it something that I'm doing? Is it just an energy that I hold within myself? Is it just a, uh, a spark? Is it, is it a negative or positive pull, um, you know, magnetically within me? Who knows? Uh, we're still trying to figure all that stuff out. And that's what science is for. And hopefully we're going to figure out, you know, biologically what uh, makes us attracted to other people or what makes us attracted to certain places or things or whatever. We're going to figure it all out eventually, guys. Maybe not in our lifetime, you know, yours and mine, but... Um, Someday we're going to know, we're going to know all the answers. It's just going to take a little time. Kicking chicken. So I sat down at the bar. There's this annoying, oh my God, this guy was so annoying. He was sitting at the bar. And every time, every time he spoke, he was talking, he was a, a little bit older gentleman, older than me. Every time he spoke to the two people that were with him next to him at the, at the bar there, he would have to, and I'm going to emulate it here on the table. He would just, uh, yeah, oh man, you got to see this. Oh man, are you talking, what are you talking about? Yeah. All right, dude. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Oh my goodness. And he's just banging the bar every time he talks and you can feel the vibration all the way across this bar. So whoever's sitting there is feeling this guy just bang on the bar. Bam, bam, bam. I get the same thing in other bars that I go to. You know, people like to um, kind of play the drums on the bar to the music that's playing or whatever, or they're banging the bar because they're watching some kind of sports activity on the TV and they're getting into it. People don't realize and think about it. I mean, I'm cognizant of the fact that people can feel anything that I'm doing on this bar and I try not to, to bang on it and do stuff on the bar. Some people just have no clue. Some people have no clue. Some people are not born with <laughs> with a clue. They're clueless is what they call them, right? Um, some people just are not born with that gene. I think there's a gene called the called the the clue gene. And if you don't have that clue gene, you don't realize when you're doing shit that that uh, is pissing other people off or aggravating other people. You got to have that clue gene. So. Whoever or wherever that clue gene comes from, we need to find out. We need to do some science on that and say, who, how do we harness the clue gene and make sure that everybody that is born in this world has this clue gene? Because there's a lot of people without it. A lot of people without a clue. A lot of people clueless. And then, yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of clueless, um, I had this, uh, let's see, let me go back to my notes here. I had this other, um, at kicking chicken, you know, this guy was beating on the bar. He finally eventually left, but he was there for quite a while. But I had this, uh, I don't know, nice enough lady, but, you know, 60-something-year-old maybe. I don't know. Sitting next to me, she's drinking mixed drinks all night. She'd already had uh, quite a few before I got there, I think. But 60-something-year-old woman just would not stop talking to me, no matter how much and I won't say I tried to ignore her, but no, no matter how much I tried not to engage to, um, to avert eye contact, to, um, look on my phone, which was maybe a little rude. I, I don't know. Why is it a little rude for me? Because I'm looking at my phone. She, maybe she's a little rude by talking to me because I'm, I'm talking to somebody on my phone or whatever. So, why am I the rude one? I'm not going to say that. Okay, so let me erase that. Um, I'm not being a little rude being on my phone. I'm. She's trying to interact with me. I'm trying to politely give cues that 
I'm not, I don't want to interact. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving word, one word responses or just a head nod or a smile or, oh, <laughs> you know, a little laugh or something. Just, you know, I want to be engaging and it will be rude, but, um, but I want to give a signal that, look, I'm, I'm kind of here just to relax and just kind of chill out and do my own thing. I'm not really looking for conversation. Um, you know, so averting eye contact, uh, one word responses, maybe, uh, looking away, maybe, uh, being on my phone instead of, uh, engaging this lady just was not getting it again, clueless, had no clue, did not pick up on the signals. She didn't have that gene. Uh, she was born without the gene, without the clue gene. So just kept interacting with me, talking to me the whole time. I couldn't tell if she was really hitting on me. It's, it's a possibility. I mean, I'm a good looking guy. I got uh, dudes, guys, whatever. I'm a good looking dude. So, um, it's a possibility that, uh, she was hitting on me. I didn't see a ring on her finger. Yes, I did check, but she would not stop talking to me. And every time, and this is a true story. Every time, <laughs> oh my goodness. Every time that she would say something to me, I swear every time, every story that she, cause she always had a story. She didn't just, she wasn't just doing, you know, general uh, nonsensical conversation, you know, uh, generic, what's the word for it? What's the word for when you're trying to just do a general conversation? Um, oh man, there's, there's a word for it and I can't think of it, but she wasn't just trying to have a uh, normal conversation. She was, every time she said something, she was telling a story about something, uh, whether it was something that she did, you know, an excursion she had or a shopping event or, uh, something that her friend did or a family member or a next door neighbor, whatever. Every story that she told me started with true story. This is a true story. This is a true story. It's a true story. And I'm like, why do you have to tell me every time that you're talking to me that you're telling me a true story? It's kind of like when I say sometimes on this podcast, I say, uh, if I'm being honest or honestly, or I'm going to be honest with you or whatever. It's like, why would you not already I'm already assuming that you're being honest with me. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to to lead in with that, that you're being honest. You don't have to lead in that this is a true story. Just tell me the damn story. And I'm going to assume, and you know what they say about assuming, right? But I'm going to assume that you're telling me a true story when you're talking to me, when I don't even know you, obviously. And you sit down and talk to me. Let's just assume that you're you're talking to me and you're telling me true stuff. So there's no need to say true story. There's a lot of unnecessary words out there. You know, one of my, well, not one of my, my favorite comedian out there, George Carlin, has a, a huge bit about that, that people just, uh, there's a lot of useless words, useless language and useless words out there. And if you haven't looked that up before, go on to YouTube and just type in George Carlin, um, useless language and I guarantee you'll find something and you'll be you'll be amazed you'll be highly entertained by the stuff that he comes up with and the the words that we use that do not need to be used the excess language let's put it that way um that we use it's just it's unbelievable the stuff that we say just too many words you know, and I'm sitting here doing a podcast and probably saying way too many words. I could have said this, excuse me, I'm at uh, 38 minutes right now. You know, you're going to say, well, you used a whole bunch of words. You could have done this in 15 minutes. Well, you're probably right. But you know what? I didn't. All right. So there we go. So get a clue, guys. If you don't have a clue, go to your, your local uh, geneticist. What do, you, what do you call those guys? Genome guys? Uh <laughs> splicers, whatever you call them, get over there and get you a clue gene. You need to get a clue gene injected into you ASAP. Um, do that right away. All right. I'm opening a second uh, Elysian space dust. There it goes. Cap went into the trash can. I made it. And what's next on my list? We're going to talk about, uh, yeah, I had a Dale stop from the Zen garden the other day. Um, I was talking about, uh, hold on, let me take a sip. I had a friend of mine, you know, I've seen many of these posts. It's not, this isn't the first time I've seen this, but I had a friend of mine post, uh, all right, guys, uh, 
If I haven't heard from you in a while, text me and uh, let me know. And I'm, I'm going to be cleaning up Facebook. I'm going to be, I'm going to be getting rid of some people. I'm going to be decluttering Facebook. I'm going to be streamlining my Facebook. You know, everybody's so, um, they're so proper. They're so above all of us. They're so elegant. They're so um, noteworthy. They're so. Um, God, uh, uh, the the, like royalty or whatever. I'm cleaning up Facebook. I'm going to be getting rid of some of you because I don't like you and because you're taking up space on my page. You know, why are we all uh, uppity about all this stuff? (laughs) Why do we feel the need to do that? What's the difference? What difference does it make? Can we not just ignore stuff? Uh, You know, is, uh, do we have, do we not have the capacity to, to get past what some people say and just move on and and uh, do something different with our lives. I mean, do we have to clean up Facebook and do we have to announce it? Just fucking do it. You don't have to tell everybody you're fucking doing it. The only reason you're telling people that you're doing it is because you want attention, because you want people to, to recognize you. You want people to say, oh, don't get rid of me. Oh, love me. Oh, do this. So now it's a two-way street. So now you got this guy that needs attention. And now the other people that are possibly being deleted uh, need attention. It's just a big cycle that everybody just fucking needs attention. Just get over yourself. Get over yourself. You accepted these people. You accepted them as friends. They friend requested you. You said yes. Um, you know, why do you need to end a relationship? Just because you haven't heard from them in a while? Just because they're posting uh, uh, um, Republican stuff and you're a Democrat? You know, just because uh, they talk about religion and you don't like religion? You know, just because you had dis- disagreements doesn't mean that you need to unfriend somebody. I mean, you don't even have to see these people in person. You don't even have to interact with them if you don't want to. But why not still be able to see some of the stuff that they post? Maybe, may- maybe, just maybe, if you, um, and this is, and I'll read you what I wrote here in a second, but, you know, maybe. Just maybe, if you don't streamline your Facebook to be exactly the way you want the world to be, and what and, the, and what you want to see, and, and exactly, um, you know, your own little peaceful um, little oasis over here on Facebook, maybe just maybe, if you let some other people in there that maybe have some different views than you, and maybe have some different thoughts than you, and maybe have some different life experiences than you, and maybe have uh, some different problems than you, and maybe have a different uh, wiring than you. Maybe you might learn something. Maybe you might learn something. Maybe you might have some dis- disagreements. Maybe, um, maybe um, you know, there's a, a thousand things that you do disagree on, a thousand things that you, you don't want to hear. But you know what? You don't have to read it. You got a fucking thumb. You just scroll right past. You say you read the first two, two uh, or three words, and you say, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not even going to pay attention to that. That has nothing to do with me. I don't, I don't agree with that." Um, and I'm not interested in that. Okay. Well, you scroll up now it's gone. It's out of there. It's out of your sight. You don't have to delete that fucking person because you know what? The next thing they post might be something that you do want to engage in, that you do like, that you do agree with, or something that you're like, Hmm, you know, remember that old thing, things that make you go, Hmm, back in the day, uh, that was in a song, I think. Now, you know, one day you might get a revelation from these fucking people. Um, and if you delete them, you'll never get that revelation. You'll never get that uh, that one thing that you needed to hear. You'll never get that one uh, piece of information that you were missing from your life because you got rid of them. You 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 moved them out. If you've got five people in there versus five hundred people, you know what kind of information are you going to get? What kind of information are you going to miss? <clears throat> is the most important thing. Um, you can scroll past the bad stuff, but there's some stuff that you might scroll and you might, uh, pause for a second. Let me read that. Let me see what this thing said here. Oh, I agree with that. I like that. Or, oh, I've been thinking the exact opposite all these years, but you know what? This makes sense. This guy posted something that has some science behind it or has some meaning behind it or has, uh, you know, uh, some substance to it. Don't get rid of people, man. What's it hurting? If you got five people, you got 500 people on your Facebook, you don't have to interact with them. You don't have to hang out with them. You don't have to hold hands with them. You don't have to kiss them. You don't have to touch them. You don't have to smell them. You don't have to do anything with them. All you have to do is scroll past them or pause and take a look at their stuff. That's it. 
I'm going to read this Facebook and I don't think it even touches what I just said. I think what I just said is even better. But this is what I posted the other day. This was uh, September 26th from the Dale's Zen Garden and Pub. Uh, Dale's thoughts from the Zen Garden. What is this fascination with deleting people off of Facebook? Why do we feel so good about getting rid of people? Why can't we coexist with the people we allowed into our lives? Why can we not just tolerate whatever we start to dislike about the people we decide decided to let into our world? What if we kept them? What if we tried to help them with some positivity? What if they said something profound one day that helped us? Maybe we should keep everyone. We streamline our timeline to be in line with our way of thinking when we really need a bunch of other thoughts to help make us well-rounded and informed. Don't get rid of people just because you disagree or have different views. I guarantee you, you can both help each other. Right? Does that make sense? I hope it does. I mean, I don't want to sound preachy and sound like I know everything, but I think that the more thoughts and the more ideas and the more people that you can collaborate with and the more people that you interact with, the better well-rounded and more informed and more prepared you're going to be for the world out there in front of us. So, um, you know, you don't have to interact with these people, man. If they're out there and they're posting stuff that you don't like, you don't have to make a comment and start a conversation and start an argument with them. Just move past it. Just move on. Just move on. That might be the name of this podcast. The Just Move On episode. I think I just named it. I think I just named the Just Move On episode. That's what it is. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I'm going to kind of roll through a couple more things and then I'm going to close this, close this puppy out. We're at, uh, we're at 46 minutes already, so... Um, what else we got here? Clicking through, clicking through. All right, so let's see here. Uh, should we talk about Facebook? Um, I've got numerous feedback, man. You know, I'm not doing. I've actually got the lights dimmed in here, actually, in the, in the uh, studio tonight. Uh, I've got Iron Fist over here on the TV that I'm watching. Like I said, season two, episode three. I got my desktop over here. I just restarted. I'm getting ready to try and uh, bounce over there after I get done with this podcast to see if I can figure out why that damn uh, desktop is not working. See if I can reformat it maybe and uh, just kind of clean it up and, and refresh it. Um, but yeah, what's, what, what am I saying? Oh, so numerous feedback um, that most people don't watch the video on this thing, you know, there's been a lot of video views. Don't get me wrong. I've seen the numbers. I, I watch it. I know what's going on. But a lot of people say, hey, man, don't worry about the video, man. Uh, you keep stressing about it, and it's not something to stress about. Uh, we don't we don't even watch the video. We just listen. So, uh, But to me, the video was more of a statement uh, than a necessity. It was more of a, I can do this. I can I can make it work. And I've proven that to myself. I've, I've rendered, uh, you know, like I said, I've got maybe 10 videos sitting here ready to, to post, but it's these computers. It's not me. The computers won't render the, uh, the video. They keep shutting down. They, they, they won't get it up. So until I get new computer, like I said, uh, maybe last podcast and one before that, I'm done with the video. So I've got the lights down. Damn. I got the mood set in here, man. I'm feeling good. Uh, I got no bright lights coming on to me. And, um, yeah, no video for right now and people don't really mind. So there you go. Now, with that said, hopefully I'm going to try and do something. I'm going to try and maybe, um, use, uh, one of my brother's computers or maybe my parents' computers to render this one video. Hold on, let me take a sip. So I got my son. Brian Jr. coming in uh, this week, and we're going to record a video. I guarantee that, and we're going to record audio for sure. But we're going to record video, and hopefully, I can get it up. Um, I'm so excited, man! I am super excited. Uh, he's coming in uh, midweek, and we're going to spend a couple of days together. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a lot more than that. But we're going to have the camera set up. We're going to record this thing. 
Um, my son is going to be sitting right here across the table from me. You know, we did a remote episode out in Colorado Springs when I went out for the uh, Spartan race back in, uh, in May. Uh, the race was on May 5th. So May 3rd and 4th, I think, somewhere in there, we did, um, we hit a bunch of the breweries there in Colorado Springs and I recorded all of it with my cell phone. I didn't bring any of my equipment with me or anything. So it was just cell phone only. Some of the audio was a little, some of the audio was a little sketchy, but overall a fantastic time, fantastic review of a lot of great beers out there in Colorado Springs. And, um, you know, it was kind of amateurish, but it was still professional and it was a great job. My son did fantastic. Um, He's a very great speaker. He's um, has some great opinions. He's got, excuse me, he's got a great nose and a great mouth for beer. And uh, it was just fantastic. And he's coming in this week. Uh, we're going to hang out. We're going to do some brewery tours. Uh, I'm going to take him to some places I haven't even been to around town yet. And uh, we're going to experience some stuff. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do a podcast. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We'll probably talk about, uh, let's just lay it out there. We'll probably talk about some some uh, minimalism. We'll talk about some fitness. We'll talk about some nutrition. We'll probably talk about the Keto Dojo a little bit. We'll probably talk about uh, what's going on in the Flagstaff, Arizona. We'll talk about the possibility of me moving to Flagstaff. We'll talk about uh, uh, all the breweries that we hit. We'll talk about anything fantastic, uh, you know, otherwise that happened around town about the meeting with the grandparents and uh, cousins and whatever. And it's just going to be, it's going to be amazing. I, I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, if I could have it, I would have my son sit across from me as my co-host or my host. We could just both be hosts. We don't have to be co-hosts. We're just hosts of this show. I would have him sitting right across from me um, every Tuesday and Friday for this show. And I think it would be fantastic. And, um, yeah. So he's coming in, man, I can't wait. And it's going to be a great time. But anyway, the, the point I was making is we're going to do a video for that one. And I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to make sure I get that video up because I want people to see us together. And I think it's gonna be a great show. We're going to have a good time and don't miss it. I'll release that one on Friday. So this you listen to this either uh, Monday or Tuesday of this week. On Friday, I want you to tune in and listen or watch, hopefully, to Brian uh, Dales Sr. and Brian Dales Jr. in the studio, Craft Conversation Studio here at the Dales Zen Garden and Pub together. All right. Uh, caught up with a good friend uh, this past week as well. Um, what day was that? Uh, work Saturday, Friday. Yeah, that was Thursday. So a friend of mine came in, uh, Brandon White. I haven't seen that guy. He says it was uh, 2002 or 2003 that he saw me, but um, I, he's probably right. But I was thinking it was 1999 was the last time I saw Brandon. We call it B-Money. That's what a lot of people call him, but it's uh, Brandon White. So he's been, uh, he's in the Air Force. You know, we met, uh, I think he came in just a tad bit before me, as a matter of fact. And he was a pharmacy technician, worked with my ex-wife there at uh, Moody Air Force Base in Georgia. He has since uh, gotten a commission and became an officer in the Air Force. And I'm not even sure what his job title is, guys, to be honest. But um, all I know is he's an officer. He's he's close to retiring. I think he's going to do one more assignment and then he's out. And he came to Charleston, he and his wife came to Charleston and we're hanging out and he got in touch with me and said, Hey, I'm in, let's get together and do something. And I was working the whole time. So there wasn't much I could do about it, but I said, Hey, why don't you come up to my place of business to homegrown brew house, 117 South main street, Somerville, South Carolina. Why don't you come up and hang out and uh, have a couple beers and just chit-chat for a little bit. So he did that. And man, it's great to catch up with a great friend. Um, I've had so many of them. You know, the Air Force produced so many great uh, memories for me and produced so many great companions and friends and compadres and people that I would just, uh, you know, go to bat for any day of the week. And Brandon White is one of those guys. Man, he's one of the originals. And um, 
still looks the same, you know, and I hope he says the same about me. But, you know, we're a little bit uh, pudgier maybe and a little bit uh, more gray on the hair. But I think uh, Brandon looked great, man. He looked good. He was uh, still just a happy-go-lucky guy like he's always been. Uh, Beautiful wife and uh, beautiful life. He's doing well. Uh, I think he was having a good time here in Charleston. They stayed a couple, you know, a few days and um, stayed downtown. Gave him some tips on where to go the next couple of days. So I hope he had a good time. It was uh, way short-lived. I wish he'd come back and we could uh, spend a couple of days together doing some real stuff, you know, some traveling, some some uh, brewery hopping, whatever. But uh, it was great to see him for the short amount of time that I did, and I hope to see him again soon. But it's just good to catch up with a, with a great friend, and he's one of those guys. Good friend, and still just the same. Cheers to you, uh, B-Money. So there you go. Um, I got three more things, but I'm going to save those for the next episode. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'll save those for the next episode, so... Uh, well, maybe not. So I went out. I had a kayaking trip today, man. I went out with the. Uh, oh. Um. Yeah, went out with a great, uh, great person today. We we went out and kayaked. Uh, took Gordon's kayak, as a matter of fact. Matter of fact, uh, the elusive Gordon Peters that has still yet to get his ass in here and in, into the seat and and do a second podcast with me. You know, we did a kayak a couple weeks ago, but he bought a kayak. It's been sitting in my garage, and uh, somebody approached me today, said they wanted to go kayaking. I said, you know what? Lucky you, and lucky me, actually, but lucky you, uh, I've got two kayaks sitting in my garage. So, yeah, let's do that. I I would love to do that, and we went out and uh, did a great paddle on the Ashley River. I don't even remember what the, t- what the uh, distance was. Let me look it up here. I think it was 3.8 miles. Let's take a look. Yeah. We did uh, about two hours and 32 minutes. We did 3.8 miles on the Ashley River right there slightly after high tide. So the water was perfect, man. It was nice and still uh, kind of in the transition from the tides. Uh, the, the cloud cover was was perfect. It kind of blocked the sun. We didn't have that sun beating on us, so we... You know, weren't blinded by the sun. We uh, we didn't get a lot of um, heat from it, so uh, you know, no sweating uh, to speak of. What was I even saying? Oh, so we um, a fantastic kayak trip. Um, it's a great time, man. Oh, you know, I love kayak. <laughs> I love kayak with Gordon. That is, you know, one of the highlights of my day when we do that. But um, this was a great trip, and it was so nice to get out there with uh, with someone different and somebody that uh, I really enjoy, and somebody that is. Um, it was just nice, guys. It was nice. It was a fantastic afternoon paddle. Is what I wrote in my phone on my Strava app that I, you know. Um, keep track of all my activities on so a fantastic afternoon paddle and we were going down this one strip we took a little side side track off of the uh, off the main stem of the river we went down this track and all of a sudden we we were about halfway down this little uh, excursion and we all of a sudden hear some rustling in the in the in the woods you know there's uh, I guess some woods marshy areas kind of off uh, on both sides of the river and all of a sudden, we start hearing some rustling over there to the left. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? Is this a deer? Is it? Uh, is there an alligator up in the up up, up up on the shore that's trying to get back into the river to to greet us? Is there uh, a bear up in there? What is going on with the rustling? Next thing, next thing we know, some girl just comes running through the woods, and I, I'm guessing. She was, you know, I'm thinking she's an ultra runner, or just a trail runner. And there's like a trail that just kind of comes down this little, um, I don't even know what you call it. I mean, it's, you know, if you're going down the main stem of the river and then you, you take this little right, uh, path and go down this little, uh, um, uh, sidebar over to the, to the right, 
this little thing kind of peninsulas. So you go around uh, to the right and the left of this dry land, this little peninsula that kind of sticks out into this thing. And she was running down that, you know, kind of through the middle. And it looked like she maybe had a, a little fanny pack on or a little hydration pack or something. It was a, had a water bottle. I didn't get a good look. Didn't say anything to us. Was just running through this uh, thing. And she looked like a runner. She looked like she wasn't running from something. She looked like she was running for something, uh, which was, you know, just health, fitness, enjoyment, whatever. But it was uh, it was scary for a second. We were like, what in the world is up here in the woods? And then she runs by. Well, we end up hitting a dead end because there was a, a fallen tree across there that we couldn't get through. I didn't bring any of my equipment with me. I normally bring some, uh, some saws and some hatchets and whatever. Couldn't go any further. So we kind of do a U-turn. We come start coming back. And there's no way, there's nowhere this girl could have gone. She had to have run back and backtracked on the same trail that she came down on. Because, like I said, this thing peninsula is out into the water. We never saw this girl again. We came back down the same track. We backtracked the, you know, the same path back out to the, to where this thing forked. Never saw this girl again. So she either stopped running and was like laying down somewhere and we just didn't see her or hear her when we, we went by or she ran back and we just never noticed or she got to the peninsula or somewhere thereabouts and somebody picked her up or what if this is the case she was a figment of our imagination and that's something that we've pondered about is did we see a ghost run by us because where did this girl go? There's nowhere. There's nowhere she could have gone. There, she had to have come back the same way that she went out. There's no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Or somebody had to have picked her up. Or like I said, she laid down and we just didn't realize she was just sleeping somewhere or just laid down. Or, or maybe she died. Maybe somebody stabbed her, shot her, and threw her in the water somewhere. We just didn't even realize that. But this girl's a figment. She's she. Uh, she's an apparition she nobody knows and i mean nobody by what i mean by nobody is myself or the person i was with we don't know what happened to this girl and when we you know we came out we went back on the, the left side of the fork we went way out came back and we hit that same spot and we were like you know what we never talked about this but what happened to that girl that ran past us and i don't know i really don't know I don't know. All right, so that's all I'm going to talk about. So the I got a couple more things that I'll I'll leave for the next time, but I just want to talk about the girl running on the river, not on the river. She was running, you know, you know what I'm saying. She wasn't running on the river. She, she wasn't Jesus. She's not walking on water, but she was running out there on the river, uh, through the river, in between the rivers. All right, I'm not. You know what I'm talking about, guys. So. Let's do this. Let's finish up with uh, Goggins, right? We're going to do Goggins. He's going to release something again tomorrow, but this is from last week because I didn't, I didn't ever talk about this one. <clears throat> so Goggins says this, and I haven't read through this, so forgive me if I kind of botch it a little bit, but you know, you'll get the gist of it. Just, just. All right, Goggins says, uh, when we find the courage to go deep into our minds, we can locate what specific fuse blew in our brains to make us settle for a mediocre life. That blown fuse might be some insecurities resulting from deep-rooted childhood memories or because you look or talk or walk different. That blown fuse might be fear or failure, so you stay in your box where you are comfortable. There are so many ways to blow a mental fuse. Life is a fucking relentless way... Oh, life is fucking relentless that way. And it's supposed to be. No one is coming to save you. So it's up to you to go into the circuit box and locate the blown fuse. Finding the blown fuse is easy. Too bad it's not as easy as... Too bad it's not as easy to fix as the one in our house. To fix the blown mental fuse, we need the willingness to change the way we think. More often than not, we change the external and superficial things. We change our clothes, cars, hairstyles, etc. Very rarely do we change the way we think. Sadly, nothing happens without that fundamental, fundamental change. 
I needed to rewire my entire circuit box to finally make it bright enough light to brighten my to brighten up my once dark path. Once you fix your fuse or in my case many fuses, your light will shine brighter and brighter. That bright light will start to reflect off of the people that want to stay in the dark. Those people will hate, resent, and judge you to no end. They will try to make you blow another fuse so you can rejoin them in the darkness. Some people can't move on and get past whatever is blocking their way. It's not your problem. Move on. And with your bright light, help shine the path for those that are trying to find their own way out of the dark. The darkness can be very powerful. Only if we know how and when to turn the fucking lights back on. That's David Goggins. And this is Brian Dales. And I'll talk to you soon.